Welcome to the podcast, Intuition Speaks. You are about to listen to an older episode from when this podcast used to be Intuition by Design. I hope you enjoy these older podcast episodes, but I just want to give you a heads up that at the end of this season, I made a total pivot, which took me about two years to make. So there is a gap in time between this season and the most recent one. I do, however, if you are interested, have a Patreon account that includes human design information and resources so that you can dive deeper and do some self-study. My Patreon account has other resources for you, all about intuition, social media growth and monetization, and the Akashic Records, and a bunch of different exciting topics. If you are interested in that, you can check out the show notes, and I hope you enjoy listening. You are listening to Human by Design Podcast, where every week we will break human design down into digestible bite-sized pieces, helping you to peel back the layers of your conditioning so you can better understand yourself, your friends, and your family. We will examine what it means to be a human as our truest selves. I am your host and soul coach, Tia Marie. Through human design and connecting to intuition, I bring you the tools to help guide you to your innermost truth. Hello and welcome back to another week of Human by Design podcast. This is Tia Marie and I'm just so excited to have you guys here. We're talking all about reflectors this week, but first I just wanted to mention thank you so much for all your feedback and your support. For last week's episode, especially the mini episode, the mini sode with a mini manifester. I got so many comments from you guys about that episode. I'm really glad that you enjoyed it. My son kind of feels a little bit like a celebrity now because so many people have listened to it. And I told some of his friends at school, like, yeah, my son's my son's on my podcast, so he's kind of famous now. So he just thinks it's so awesome, and it was kind of fun to watch his reaction listening to his episode in the car because he always makes me listen to every episode with him. So he kind of cringed at some of the parts. He's like, mom, I would have said that differently. I'm like, it's okay, hottie. So thank you everyone for who, you know, who reached out to me and left your support and your comments and your feedback about that. We really appreciated it. And I feel like the very next day when we went to the playground after I posted that, my son was on the swings and he like randomly gets these people to like push him on the swings and they're always like girls that are 12 or 13 years old so I think he feels a lot more alone but I don't think he realizes like he does have the ability to draw in the crowds that are meant for him so when we were at this playground you know I turned around for one second to talk to another parent and then I look and he has these two girls that are pushing him on the swing 
And I know when I was a kid, I couldn't really get anybody to come and push me on the swing. So for him to get two girls just from nowhere on this playground that we've never been to before, I just thought was so funny and so true to like him being a manifester. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to read a listener question. I get so excited, you guys, when you send me these questions either on my email or on social media. I will definitely include the link in my show notes. If you do have questions, please send them in to me. I love answering them on the air. I always try to get back to you and respond as quickly as I can to give you the answer, but I think they're really beneficial for other people listening to kind of have these answers as well because they might have the same questions. So Chrissy writes to me, Dear Tia, thank you so much for your amazing podcast. I love it. The last episode with your very own mini manifester was fantastic. I loved how clearly and honestly you both spoke. It was particularly interesting at the end when he spoke about being a specific manifester. I am a projector with a self-directed authority, but the arrows at the top of my chart indicate I am a non-specific manifester. Would you consider talking a bit about this non-specific versus specific concept on a future episode? It's easy to identify in a chart, but harder to understand it. I think a lot of us would appreciate your clarity. Thanks so much and best wishes for the future episodes. The podcast is awesome. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Chrissy, for writing in. And yes, of course, I will definitely get into this. So when you're looking at your human design chart, what we're talking about when we're talking about these arrows is on the personality side, so the black arrows. So when you're looking on your personality side, the black arrows, which is what you're conscious of, we're looking at the second arrow, so the bottom arrow. So when you're looking at that arrow, you're trying to determine whether it's pointing to the left or to the right. So if your second black arrow is pointing to the left, that means you are a specific manifester. If that second black arrow is pointing to the right, that means you are a non-specific manifester. Now, The difference between the two is kind of just in how you go about manifesting. So I know a lot of what's out there tells you to get extremely specific. And I've been learning and listening to things about um, manifestation and the law of attraction for a long time. I've been studying it probably over the last like eight or so years. And I always would get kind of caught up in the fact that it would tell you to be extremely specific and like to visualize exactly what it is that you desire. So if you're a specific manifester, then yes, this is exactly the way that you're supposed to be manifesting. You really need to focus on all the finite details and the feelings and visualize all these like little particular things about what it is that you want to manifest because that's how you call these things in. My son is a specific manifester. And if he's not really specific, I feel like he kind of gets caught up and things don't kind of happen the way that he wants them to happen. And he's kind of a very detail-oriented kid to begin with. So he's typically pretty on ball when it comes to like what he wants to manifest. But when he's not specific, things don't always play out the way he wants. He kind of gets a little disappointed 
whereas I am non-specific. So for me, if I spend like hours like trying to visualize and get down to like the nitty gritty details, it will actually cause me to feel extreme resistance. I couldn't figure out for the life of me what was causing this and I just thought like, oh, well, maybe I'm overdoing it. Well, when I learned that I was a non-specific manifester, it made so much sense because every time I tried to get so detailed, I would get anxiety or I'd find like large amounts of resistance. So when you're non-specific, I think a lot of people can understand being specific. So when you're non-specific, It's really more focusing in on like the feeling of what you want, but not really like getting to the minor details of what it is that you want. So there's a little more room for surrender to see what comes in and not really focusing on the how, what, or why. So, I mean, I've tried this where I wanted to manifest checks in the mail And I was like, I'm going to get this specific check in the mail. It's going to be for this much and that much. And like, it never came. And I just got really discouraged. But when I was more about like, oh, money flows to me in new ways and I'm open to receiving it in any way that it wants to show up for me, like I started noticing things like small checks would come in the mail or I would get a refund on something that I wasn't expecting or I would get a discount on something I wasn't expecting or I'd get a new client. So not being exactly specific about the how, what, or why of what you want to manifest, but kind of focusing more on like a general idea of what you want to manifest is going to help you kind of get there faster. So for me to sit there and like visualize like the number of people listening to my podcast is not going to help me manifest more people to listen to my podcast. So for me, I just like want to visualize or encompass that feeling of being heard. So I'm allowing that to show up in whatever way that is for me. So I hope that answers your question. I think the really the best gauge for you is are you meeting resistance? So there are times when I can visualize specific things that I want, but I If I get too specific, it's kind of like I go over that line and I start to feel that anxiety or that stress or just starts to not feel as good anymore. So use how you're feeling in your body as your gauge to like resistance. If you're not getting specific enough and it's causing you to be anxious like and you're a specific manifester, then maybe use that as your gauge to determine like, okay, maybe I need to get more specific about that. So thank you again, Chrissy, for your question. I look forward to getting more questions on the show. And with that, I think we're ready to just dive in and and get into all about reflectors. So reflectors are the rarest of all the R-types. You guys are pretty much like unicorns in the human design world. You guys represent less than 1% of the population. Reflectors are really magical. Their role in society is to be right in the center of it all, to show us where we stand as a society and reflect back to us the injustice and pain in the world without judgment. They're here to show us a better way, a more peaceful and awakened life that we could be living. Reflectors are so tapped into everything. They're so in tune with the cosmos, the ebb, the flow, and exchange in energy in an awakened reflector is just part of their experience. 
they ask the question, who am I going to be today? Because they truly take on new energy every day and they become a new person. They are literally human mirrors that show us where we are in this life, how authentically we are living our lives and where we could make improvements. They are the awakened ones who help us transition into a new way of being, and they show us when we're operating in our not-self. They are here to judge what is working for the collective and what is not working for us. They are here to share what they have seen with the world. Ra said to be a reflector is to be touched by the gods. He said that if he could choose one aura type to be in his next life, he would be a reflector because it was the closest thing to being one with the program. So when he talks about the program, my understanding of it is like the different transitions and on planetary involvement and how it affects us every day. So I think that because reflectors are so open to it, they are literally kind of one with the cosmic energy. So they can truly feel what planetary shifts that we're going through, whereas some of us might not be as aware to it. So differentiation is really easy when you are looking at a reflector chart. All of their nine centers are undefined. This means that they don't have any stable centers in their body graph. They are able to take in and amplify energy from every center, which leaves them very open. They still have the 13 conscious and 13 unconscious gates that are activated in their charts, and these become very important to the reflector because this is the only source of their consistent energy in their chart. So where other types have an authority, reflectors have no inner authority. And there is nothing that's consistent for them to rely on when making a major decision. They don't have that thing inside of them that tells them either yes or no. This is what sets them apart from the other aura types. Because there's no authority for the reflector to use, they must rely on the bonds of their relationships to be consistent. This consistency from others can help them develop their aura to deal with this and help them find their correct place in life. Reflectors are considered a lunar type, whereas the generators, manifesting generators, projectors, and manifestors are called solar types. If you think about this, it makes complete sense. When you think about the energy types and the other non-energy types that are the solar types, they kind of shine their purpose from them. Whereas if you look at a lunar type, they are reflecting. The moon reflects that energy from the sun. So being a lunar type means that the only way that a reflector can find consistency within themselves, once they are correct in their place in the world, is through the 28-day lunar cycle. This cycle activates each of the 64 gates within the 28 days. This creates a reliable pattern for the reflector to follow and is comparable to having a fixed definition. So because the reflector has those 13 defined gates that are either conscious or subconscious in their chart, what happens is as these lunar cycles go through, each day those different activations create channels within the 
reflector that is defined so that they can rely on this energy because it happens in a very sequential pattern. So having this cycle to go through, they can feel that consistency in those definitions, but it's almost like they're a new person every day based on what connections are being defined by this lunar cycle. So their strategy, it's really important for a reflector to realize that they are meant to follow the patterns of the program. Being able to flow through this allows them to be flexible and resilient. When they know that energy they pick up is not for them, it makes it easier for them to let go of it. Reflectors are meant to be acutely attuned to the transit weather. This is created by the planetary positions of that day and affects the personality side of people's designs. They can see who is being most affected in the community by the transit weather and who is in their not-self-conditioning because of this. So reflectors reflect the solar programming, which are the transits, through the lunar cycles. Once they have been asked or been given an offer, their 28-day waiting period begins. It's important that they wait through the cycle until they find clarity. They'll know all of a sudden through this cycle when they have that clarity. A reflector will need to talk about their decisions with their close friends often so that they can see these answers reflected back to them through the people that they trust. There are times when big decisions will take more than one cycle for them to wait through. When clarity comes for a reflector, they just know that it feels right in their body. So there's a lot of room for conditioning because of how open these reflectors are. So we'll talk a little bit about conditioning and the not-self. A large theme for reflectors who don't follow their lunar strategy is going to be disappointment. We live in a world that is so fast-paced and it is very difficult for a reflector to take their time in deciding when the rest of the world is pressuring them to move in the same pace that they do. When a decision is made before clarity is found, it can be the wrong decision. If you honor the fact that you just cannot work the same way that the other R-types do, then taking time in making decisions will save you a lot of grief and health issues. So rushing will oftentimes make a reflector really sick. The difference in the way they respond to life can make a reflector feel really invisible or left out because it seems like life just keeps moving on without them. Another way that reflectors can get caught up in the not-self is when they're experiencing the collective pain body. Since they are so receptive, they can feel the fear and pain of others very clearly. It's important for them to know that it's not their pain so that they can release it as quickly as possible. Identifying with collective energy will keep them in their not-self. While reflectors do need others with a defined G-center to help them by showing them new places, peoples, and things, reflectors can get caught up in a codependency relationship with these people. Because their energy and purpose is consistent and the insecure reflector can crave that. However, they will find themselves rushing through their decisions this way and ultimately having someone else make choices for them, which will lend them to be more disappointed than satisfied. Learning to have a balance and not creating a dependence in these relationships is very important. So they still need these people to help them show them where their place in society is. And once they recognize and realize that, it's important for them to be able to branch out on their own and not really become dependent on relying on these people to, to you know, show them and decide for them you know, where or what they should be doing next. So environment is extremely important 
for a reflector. Unfortunately, due to the reflective nature of a reflector, this can draw in others who are extremely narcissistic, especially in romantic relationships. When a person falls in love with a reflector, they are often falling in love with themselves. This is where reflectors need to rely on their discernment and really be attuned to who they allow into their lives and where they need to choose to live. The environment is extremely important. It is everything for them. Reflectors can check in with themselves and ask how they are feeling. When they feel good around people and the place that they live, it's a good sign that they have found their correct place. If they're chronically feeling ill or emotionally not well, they need to reevaluate what is in their surroundings that's contributing to the way that they feel. There are times when a reflector may not realize they're ill and they're going to need the consistency of those around them to help them see that they are so that they can take care of themselves. Environment is everything for a reflector. For their emotional well-being, their physical health, they need it to be correct. If something is making them not feel good in their immediate environment, they need to excuse themselves right away. No waiting is required for that sort of situation. However, if there is a commitment that's not working in a reflector's favor, it's important for them to wait the 28-day lunar cycle before deciding to leave. So the aura of a reflector is really sort of magical. Even though there's more opportunity for the reflector to take in and sample the energies of others and they have very little consistency, their aura is what makes them resistant to their conditioning. It's possible for them to be conditioned, however, they are the most resistant of all the aura types to this conditioning. Their openness gives them the wisdom, and the way that their aura takes in information from other auras actually protects them by not letting this information and energy penetrate them too deeply. This is how a reflector is able to discern information they are receiving. Understanding their own human design will help them to be even more resilient and allow the energy to flow through them without consuming them. Reflectors are not meant to be solitary people. In the right environments with the correct people, they can really thrive. Finding your correct place will allow everything else to fall into place. You're really meant to be the heart, the center of a society. You're meant to help show people how they're working or not working. That being said, while it's important to have people around you, it's also important to have that balance and find alone time. Reflectors really need to have alone time to help release the energy that's not theirs. This can be a space where you're allowed to be free and creative. For those who are struggling to release pent-up energy that is not theirs, there's different techniques that you can use to help release this. My favorite one is the Emotion Code. There's a book and there's tons of videos online. I might link to one in the show notes, but basically the Emotion Code is using a magnet to help release pent-up energy that's you know, either trapped within you or not yours. You can even release energy that could be from like a family member or a friend that you took on before you were like even born. So it's really amazing to see how this works and I can imagine it could be even super beneficial for someone like a reflector. The other one that I looked up was the emotional freedom tapping, which is EFT. I don't know if you guys have ever used this. I've used this quite a few times and it's helped me to kind of unblock things within me, but emotional freedom 
freedom tapping could be really helpful and beneficial for someone who's really struggling to release stuff that isn't even theirs. So reflectors can be really energetic people and they can get a lot of stuff done, but that doesn't mean it's correct for them. So having this alone time kind of helps them learn when enough is enough. They don't have that defined sacral energy and they don't have any defined motors. They don't have any definition. So being able to amplify energy from all of your different centers can make you take on more energy than you're physically you know, able to live out. So it's really important for you, especially to have that quiet time right before bed. So like the projectors, you need to take time to unwind and settle into your bedtime routine and go to bed before you're tired. You should really be sleeping by yourself if you're a reflector because the energy from other people will interrupt your sleep. So knowing that, it's really hard in this society, I think, to sleep alone. And especially for my son, he's like, why don't you sleep alone? I'm like, I don't know. I just am conditioned not to sleep alone. He's like, why do I have to sleep alone? I'm like, what's better for your aura? So it's really important to have that space to sleep, even if it's not every night, but ideally you should be sleeping alone. I know in this society we're conditioned to sleep with our partners. So it's very interesting in human design to see that we're really meant to be by ourselves when we're resting. So the number one thing that Ross suggested for reflectors is to learn how to follow along with an affirmus. I'm not sure if I'm saying that correctly or if I'm just adding my own special pronunciation to that, but it's basically a log that shows you every day the different transitions of all the planets and the moon. So having this tool can help you follow along and see what gates are going to be activated in you and how that is going to help you every day and what will be consistent with you on that day of each cycle. So I believe that if you go on geneticmatrix.com, you can also see the daily transits. I know Jarvian Archive um, does the daily transits as well, but Genetic Matrix does them. It also has a lunar option if you have in more advanced subscription that kind of helps you see how the moon's affecting you as well. So that's something to look into if you're ever interested in. But there's lots of different resources where you can get one of these charts that show you the different transitions of the moons. And I'll try to link one or two in the show notes. But knowing this and seeing and just tapping into how you feel when you're in your own aura and just acknowledging this will help you see the patterns. So it's really important that you might, you know, take the time to journal about it as well and really help you to get to know yourself through this lunar cycle. It's really just something that you're supposed to be really intimate with when you're a reflector because you are like the one and only lunar types. You guys are mystical and magical and you're more of like the outer world than of this world, but I think it's just such a magical thing and I think there's so much that we can learn from reflectors even in our own open centers. So I hope you guys liked this episode. If you have any questions about reflectors or any questions about anything else in human design, you can shoot me an email. I'm at intuitionxdesign at gmail.com. You can check me out on social media. Please share this with any reflectors you know. I don't personally know any reflectors in real life. I would love to interview one, so I'm going to put that out there. Maybe you'll take 28 days 
to get back to me on that, but I would love to interview someone who's a reflector who has been living their design and kind of is understanding more about what it means to go through this cycle. I was going to do a mini episode about the lunar cycle, but I think that I need to do a full episode. So I want to take my time and really dig in and learn more about this. I'm still learning about the transits. I've gotten a little bit more into it. I've been looking at them like every couple days to just see where I'm at and see where the transits are at. And I think it would be cool to do a whole episode on both the lunar and the transits and maybe some more about the planetary involvement in human design. And next week we'll be having a guest come on to speak about conscious parenting. So I hope that you guys are excited for that. I can't wait. We're going to discuss today um, and I'll be editing that to put up next week. And if you have more ideas for the show, like I said, shoot me an email. I can't wait to, you know, cover more topic and see how it relates to everything. And with that, I hope you guys have an awesome week and I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week on Human Design Podcast. For more episodes and content like this, please share our message and like us, subscribe, leave a review, or share with your friend. The more that I can get this out there, the more people I can help and the more content I can bring to you guys. Also, don't forget to check out, I have some awesome coaching services. I do soul coaching where I connect you to your intuition, your inner voice. I also do some combination of human design and soul coaching. And for those generators out there, I really enjoy helping you guys connect to your sacral authority to learn what it is you're actually tuning into. So check that out. That's all on my website. You can look at the link in the show notes. And until next week, I'll see you then.